Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. We got an interesting day today. Yeah, lots going on. Yeah. The training for Peter the Leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day continue. Oh, Peter! Peter! Get over here! <laughs> Give me a slap, maybe a tickle. <laughs> tickle your old grandpa. <laughs> he hates that. Uh, so, yeah, we got that coming up just after 6. Bag milk from Oilers Nation. Lots to talk about. Big win for um, the uh, Edmonton Oilers. At some point this morning, I'm going to show you my phone. Okay. I'm going to be gloating. I'm going to get you to open up an app on my phone. (laughs) All right. I think I know what that is. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, Also, we're selling Girl Guide cookies. Oh, yeah. Making some money for the Girl Guides. Making some money. All right. Uh, Grant's daughter, Nora, is selling. She's in Sparks. Yep. So we're going to send Jimmy down. And see if we can get rid of some of Nora's cookies. <laughs> I told my wife last night, she goes, Why didn't you do that when Natasha was in yeah, Girl Guide? Did that for your daughter? <laughs> you didn't have Jimmy then. We didn't have Jimmy, the salesperson. Yeah. All right. Um, one of the shows that happened around the Junos here in Edmonton, uh, and I missed it and I'm regretting it was Sunday night, was Billy Talent. Heard that they, uh, they kick some ass, so. Wanted to play some Billy to kick off the show this morning. Here you go. Red flag. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. This is day two. It's St. Patrick's Day. Training for Peter the Leprechaun. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Good morning. Top of the morning to you, oh, Peter. Peter. Get your costume on. Oh, did you have your lucky charms? This is our lives with Jimmy. Everything, everything is a surprise to him. <laughs> All right, I'll I just walked in the door. So we are training Jimmy, uh, getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. He's uh, chugging Guinness. Yesterday, he drank it in 12.62 seconds, right? I believe it was the six time. five. Six five. I don't know if I can beat that. That's pretty that quick. That was a very impressive time. I, this is actually a bigger pint glass than yesterday. Because oh. yesterday you bought the super cans. Because you that's only about the same. It's still somewhere. Oh yeah, it's about the same. You gotta let it. It's a little bit more. Yeah, you gotta let it settle it's down. Like an ounce more. Oh, I love that Guinness. Every day, Locke gets to finish off the can. You guys should take turns. Why is it just him? Because <laughs> I gotta run the camera and the timer. Right. I'll bring you a Guinness on Friday. <laughs> You gotta let her settle, yeah. That's a beautiful looking that beer. That is a good looking beer. Hmm. You, know you always expect I, it to be heavier than it is, too, right? It is. It's a fairly light yeah. beverage. Like, you, you look at a Guinness and you're like, that's a meal. But yeah, it's only 
point something percent. I'm yeah, always, but it's still kind of heavy. I'm always surprised because of how the much carbonation. I, how much I like Guinness every year yeah. around this time. Me but too. if I had one in September, I don't know if I would enjoy it. You know, there's a lot of good. Is, is it a stout? Is it Guinness a stout? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good stouts out there now too. All right. Move your computer out of the hand. Leprechaun training. Here we go. I gotta get my timer. Um, every year for St. Patrick's Day, he's a little person. He gets hired by a number of bars this year. Kelly's is hiring him to make an appearance. He's going to be making an appearance at a whole bunch of Canadian brew houses. Remember, I told you yesterday. Can you get us some destinations, some locations, so people know where to go on Friday? I have them. They're in my pocket. I believe he's starting downtown, right? I'm starting downtown and ending downtown. Oh, at the Ice House. Yeah, I'm starting at the downtown brew house, and I'm ending on at the ice ice house. At the I, I, ice house. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, all right. So, do you have a rough time for the start on Friday? Uh, quarter after four. Awesome. Okay, so you might see if you're out partying this weekend for yeah. St. Patrick's Day, you, you might, might see this little bastard. You might see Peter running around. You got to dress up as Peter the Leprechaun for the Oilers Nation. On Saturday, celebration. I'll probably still be wearing the clothes from the night before. That's, so okay, that's a good point. All right, Brad Johnson, yeah. you got the timer. Yeah, count us in. All right, three, two, one, go. Look at that. He's doing quite well. He's doing quite well. Holy crap! He is chugging a Guinness. There he goes. Knock her down. This is more. Oh, the hesitation because this there was a, a quite a bit more. Eighteen point seven nine today. Yeah, a there was bit more. more. Yeah, yeah, it was a bigger pint glass. Yeah, yesterday he just nailed it. Yeah, twelve point six two. Yesterday was today was eighteen. But there was a lot more foam with this one. Yeah. Well, we didn't have as much time. Blame this. the poor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Thought I'd get the gloating out of the way. Okay. Um, but I had a good night last night with Bet365. Oh, I'm going to hand Grant my phone. Okay. You probably won't be able to see it. <laughs> the font isn't big enough. Look on the bottom corner. There. And you got a message from Crystal here. Um, bottom left corner. Where am I looking? On the bottom left, yeah. Like, where, oh, where the money there. The money, ninety-one dollars sixty-nine cents. Guess what? <laughs> He's almost at his hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. What did you bet He's last night? He's not ending. He's not ending at this. As soon as that other uh, no. Well, once he hits a hundred, he's gonna bet on the Leafs to lose in the first round of Game Seven, <laughs> and that's all. But that's I need. not for a while. So he's it's gonna all keep that. It's all he's, I need. No, you're you're hooked. <laughs> I'm gonna keep a hundred dollars in there. That's my goal. So uh, last night I bet on the Oilers to win, which they did. And I bet on Leon scoring. I almost put a bet on Nuge, too, and Nuge potted a goal. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, ah, guaranteed Leon's going to get a goal tonight. I, I hadn't actually picked him because I, I, I've been picking McDavid anytime scores because it's almost a guarantee. Yeah. The guy gets so many points in, in, in a, this year, right? Um, so... I, I put that down, and then I watched the first period about halfway through the... Not even. It wasn't even halfway through the first period. Leon was flying mm-hmm. last night. And I was like, he's going to get a goal. 
so I put um, I put some money down on him. So I went. Like yeah, it was a good night. So I hit all three, <laughs> and and Grant's right. I want to get to the point right yeah. now where I get a hundred dollars in there for my prop bet, which is at the beginning of the playoffs, whoever Toronto's playing, I'm going to bet that Toronto's going to lose in Game Seven, and I'm <laughs> yeah. putting a hundred bone on it. Hey Grant, yeah, I'd like to make a bet with you. It's just for a ca- a beer, just one beer that he's going to get it past a hundred. And yeah. then he's going to take it down and have to put more money on for this prop bet. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Are no, you in? I, I think he will, so I don't want to take that bet. Because <laughs> we both say he will. Oh, we, we know. Okay, we'll bet gonna... you a beer. The two of us will bet <laughs> you a bet beer. I'll bet you both a case of beer that I'll have $100 just one in there. Just one beer. We don't need a case of oh, beer. It doesn't, not just $100. It was that you're not going to just stop once you get to $100. And no, gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna I'm, I'm gonna get a hundred bucks in there and then and, stop and, until the playoffs. But then what's gonna happen? Maybe. He's, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be at a hundred and five. He's gonna lose. It's gonna go below the hundred, and then he's gonna have to try and no, build it back up. No, yes, it no, will. No, I will. That's not how that. gamblers lose. No, no. I know this from experience. I have way more self control than no, you. No, you don't. I, totally <laughs> I saw this yesterday, and it's just a story about the fact that they're involved. Producers from Game of Thrones. The director in specific. The director, yeah. Yeah, he's going to jump on an Amazon project to make a TV series out of uh, Blade Runner, which I am all about. On Amazon? Yeah. Jeremy Podesta is a Canadian. That's right, he is Canadian. I forgot about that, that we had a Canadian connection to Game of Thrones. He's done a a ton of stuff, uh, like for HBO. He He worked on The Pacific. Which okay. was like the follow-up to the Band of Brothers, remember? I don't remember this. So they did Band of Brothers. I, and I then, remember that. That and was then with Tom Hanks. They did another series called The Pacific. Okay. And he did that. Was that good? Uh, not as good as, as Band of Brothers. Okay, Band of yeah. Brothers was amazing. Yeah, not as good as Band of Brothers, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's big news, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was a big fan of the Blade Runner um, show, uh, the, the movies uh, back in the day. I was going to say, you really liked Blade Runner, didn't you? Well, and I actually even liked the remake. The of Ryan it. Gosling? The Ryan Gosling one, right? Huh. Uh, that's Harrison Ford. Was that a remake or a sequel? <laughs> so wasn't Brian, wasn't, wasn't Harrison Ford also in it? He was in it. So yes. it was a sequel. Sorry. <laughs> thank uh, God you're here. There's not a day that goes by where I don't go, thank God we got James P. White <laughs> to make sure that he corrects me on every freaking ridiculous point that I make on the air. Ridley Scott's going to be involved in this as well. Is he? Yeah, he's an executive producer. You have to put Ridley Scott in there. Anything else you want to correct before we punch (laughs) into commercials? I think we're good. (laughs) Study King Grant Johnson, what have you got? (laughs) (laughs) The difference between growers and showers has been revealed. A scientific definition to determine whether a man's erection can be deemed a grower or a shower. So urologists at three hospitals conducted ultrasound scans on 225 men in both flaccid and then erect states. So what's the point of this, though? They need to, they need to know this information, not just for shits and giggles. Um, they need to know because of surgical like components, so right? If you, want a, if you want a bigger one, 
No, uh, no, 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 no. That's what I understood. No. It's about understanding the the wiener and everything else yeah. too, because they, they're urologists, right? They, they they need to if they actually have to go in there and do some surgery. Yeah, they said it helps make surgical decisions, and so there's a reason why they're doing this study on so many different men to determine what a grower versus a they, shower is. They said it's important to be able to predict if a patient is a grower or a shower. Um, because when we see them, they're usually in a flaccid state. If they grow a lot when they get hard, it might mean that they need a different surgical approach compared to someone who doesn't grow as much. There we go. There we go. So there's a reason behind it. All Uh, right. They found men whose uh, wiener increases in size by more than 56% when erect compared to a flaccid state would be considered growers. Those who saw an increase in size of less than 31% were showers. Most men in the study fell into a gray zone in between the two categories. Only 24% of men were growers, 25% were showers. I am definitely in the um, growers (laughs) category. (laughs) I am not a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I would be in that that 24%. I think most men are probably in the growers. No, they're, no, they're, they're well, in the gray. This, but this was also in Spain. I feel like that <laughs> changes different things, there. doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, they, walk, they, wear, they wear Speedos on the beach. They're confident there. Yeah. Right? I don't think it has anything to do. I think it has more to do with blood flow. <laughs> but mine gets significantly bigger. Well, it's cold here. Okay, there you go. Right, <laughs> you're going to get different results in Canada. It's warmer in the Spain. Or in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Just before we left yesterday, we had a text from a guy by the name of Shane. He says, "Meatheads, you guys don't know what you're talking about, Bitcoin." So, I had Jimmy send him a quick little note. And say, hey, listen, we're leaving now. We're handing things over to Derek. It's the end of the show. Do you mind having a quick conversation about um, Bitcoin with... Well, let's just say what you want to say. Yeah. Do you mind having a conversation? We know that. We are. Do you mind having a conversation with us and explaining your point about why we're idiots, which is... A common occurrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we happens. have conversations with people about that daily with time. my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> settle in on that one, Brad. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a conversation with Shane about why the locker room are meatheads about Bitcoin. All right, that's coming up after Bad Company. We're calling Shane. Shane sent us a Hello. text yesterday. How are you doing today, Shane? Doing good. How are you? Good, good. You um, called us meatheads yesterday. Do you want to explain? Well, you're talking about Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I get why you would call us meatheads if, you're, if we're talking about Bitcoin, because we're idiots about this stuff. But why specifically did you send that text yesterday? Just because I think you were wrong about your take on Bitcoin. You've me- you mentioned it's done really well in the last couple of days. Yep, it did. It, it, it went twenty percent day after you made your comments. What what well, what am I wrong about though? I think you're wrong about the, what is the general feeling I get from you guys is that you're a little uh, you're a little harsh on it because because you just don't see the value of it in the future. No, you know, no, there's, there's, no. I I think it's a scam. The problem I have with it is that is that it's a gamble, and I tell sure. people to get out of it because i think you can 
long term, you're going to have more success if you invest in something you can actually hold in your hands as opposed to an imaginary currency. I also have the same concerns about the stock market. It's exactly the same thing. There are people out there that are smarter than the average mutt. And the only reason why these people get rich is because of the dream that people have that there's the possibility that they're going to make money. Now, the interesting thing about your comments yesterday, Bitcoin bounced back. But what happened the day before? It dropped 20%. A bunch of dumb people lost a whole bunch of money. In order for it to respond the way it did, a bunch of people had to lose something. So you're constantly constantly playing this game of, okay, when's it going to go up or down? And when should I put my money or take my money out? And there's always going to be... It's not the way to look. The way you're looking at it is, honestly, it's, it's as what it's compared to, say, the American dollar or the Canadian dollar. The, the reason I, the reason I'm a proponent of this thing, and a lot of people are, is because there's going to come a day, Locker, and you know this, where every time you try to spend a dollar, the government's going to have say whether you do it. There's going to be a digital currency coming. I'm getting really conspiratorial here, but I think that you know this is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Shane, you're yep. you're basing your comments on me on that I trust the other system. I I don't. No, we don't need to go down the conspiracy theory wormhole. I'm also anti-bank. I don't trust the bank's decisions and and how they conduct their business. And I think it's also a similar situation. Less so, less of a scam, because there's way more regulation, which is not there for Bitcoin yet. And maybe we will reach a point down the road, Shane, where we need an alternative currency because of how bad things are with the current systems that we have. I don't think we're there yet, Shane. No, one more thing. Forbes magazine put out an article in 2011 when Bitcoin dropped to 70 cents from $15 and it said this is the end of Bitcoin. Okay, they've been people have been saying exactly what you're saying right now. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going away. I think it'll continue because People, there are too many people out there like you that want this thing to be something and they're willing to throw their money at it. And as long as there's people out there that are willing to throw their money at it, it's not going to go away, Shane. What I tell people is, get your money out. It's a gamble. You're going to lose. That's what I'm saying. Fair enough. I don't think it's going away. I think there'll be more and more cryptocurrencies and, right? Yeah, one more thing before I go. Yeah. One more thing. Go on Walmart.com under their privacy rules and see the biometric information. They have a list of all the information you're, they're taking from people right now every time you walk through a Walmart with those cameras at the registers and the cameras they're setting up in front of the, the new sliding doors that are coming into the freezer section. And what do you think that's for? It's going to be people like me and maybe people like you that don't always agree with the government in lockstep, okay? Yeah. And there's going to come a day when we walk into a store and for whatever reason, we're not going to be able to buy food or because they say we've driven our car too much this week, we're not going to be able to buy gasoline. And that's when the real value of Bitcoin is going to emerge. Shane, we're, we're deep now. <laughs> sorry, guys. We're really deep now. Yeah. So, um, so you're not a proponent of 15-minute cities. No, it's safe to say I'm not. <laughs> All right, that's our next conversation. All right, Shane, I appreciate I appreciate your call, man. You have a good day. You guys have a good day. Love the show. All right, take care, brother. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot more people like Shane, right? Mm-hmm. Than I think he, people are aware of. 
mm-hmm. that are on that sort of on that path of lack of trust of uh, of authority. Yeah. I'm lack in, of trust of the bank, <laughs> lack of trust of the government. I'm in the canoe with him. Like I just You don't uh, trust Bitcoin either. You, you, I jump you, off I, I got a jump off point there. Right? <laughs> You're not too far off from him. <laughs> You, you don't trust Bitcoin. That's not true. You're, you don't. You don't trust Bitcoin, but you you trust you're betting gonna be, on sports. You're going to be covering your face when you go into Walmart. <laughs> the locker room presents the Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson, not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. That's what this Chicago man is. This guy from Chicago has launched a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, claiming that they have falsely advertised that they are selling boneless chicken wings when we all know that boneless chicken wings are nothing but chicken nuggets. So he says he went to Buffalo Wild Wings. He saw boneless chicken wings. He expected that they had taken the bones out of every individual wing and cooked them that way. And he was disappointed <laughs> to find out it was just chicken nuggets covered in sauce. I've been fighting this for years now. I have launched several petitions online. We've protested. We've taken it to the streets. And I'm excited that it's finally making some noise. Say it again. Boneless chicken wings are just chicken nuggets. Buffalo Wild Wings responded to the uh, lawsuit by letting people know that their hamburgers don't have any ham and the buffalo wings have 0% buffalo in them. Next, you'll tell me that the French fries barely know any French. There's no actual jerks in Jamaican jerk sauce either. Oh, just you guys wait. I'll be launching my lawsuit against Coca-Cola next week. (laughs) Disappointed one too many times. The Grant Report is brought to you by the Locker Room Merchandise page. This week's feature shirt is the Beer is Cheaper Than Therapy t-shirt. Text for the link to shop. So there's news out about the potential next project for Quentin Tarantino. Yes, his 10th and final film. They have a name, too. Um, so it's called The Movie Critic, is what they're saying. The Movie Critic, um, set in the late 1970s Los Angeles with a female lead at its center. And they think it might focus on Pauline KL. I guess, I think that's how you say her name. She was, they said that she was one of the most influential movie critics of all time. She died in 2001. Um, so... There was a Warren Beatty connection with her. She took a job at Paramount, and I don't think he liked her. Yeah. So I think they... Yeah. Okay. Like, it's probably a story that he'll make famous, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's actually going to focus a story on it. Or he did like it. I don't know. I can't remember. I, he I either know. hired her or he didn't want to hire her. It's not, it doesn't matter. Something like that. But yeah. he's involved. So uh, what I'm reading, uh, she accepted the position on behest of Warren Beatty. So is oh, that okay? That would be he. He hired her. But I think there was also a romantic. Anyways, yeah, it's gonna be another. You know, it was um, his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was his ninth. But what was that era? That was 70s, wasn't it? 
No, that was late 60s. Late 60s. It was Charles Manson. It was the Manson story. Yeah, right? 60s, His take yeah. on the Manson story. He kind of flipped the script Such on that one. movie. Though. That is a very decent yeah. movie. Do you think he's actually going to be done after yes. 10? Yes. Yeah, so he's, do I. He's the guy that walks away. He'll do. I think he'll do a TV series. Or something like that. He'll he'll write books. He'll sti- he'll dip his toe in a couple of projects, but he won't do what he's doing. Yeah, this one. He and won't they, do where he writes, directs, edits, like does everything. Well, I, but I think it was um, Tom Segura asked him, you know, after your tenth, when you're done directing and everything, will you still like produce? And he said, No, I hate producing other people's movies. <laughs> He's like, Why would I work on someone else's movie? I'm he, gonna do it. I, it has to be my movie. He'll want to do the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want it to be mine. I don't want to produce somebody else's movie. He's getting he's getting on. He's a little bit older than I think everybody realizes because he's in his 60s, right? I think he early 60s. 59. Turns 60 this month. Six. Okay, so yeah, he's March 27th. He's he's that guy that believes that on the back end of your career you don't do anything worth watching. Yeah. Right. And I've heard him say that out loud. That the last four or five movies of all these directors are all they're always their worst, and he doesn't want to be that guy. He wants to end on a high note. Yeah. So. When he says things like that, I grant I believe him. I think he's done too after this one. And like I said, I think he'll do a TV series or something. I still think he needs to he's, do the Star Trek. Uh, he said he's retiring. Is what uh, what yeah. I read in but this. He has said in interviews before, like, oh, maybe I'll no, do. I, he, I have a TV series in written. Me. No, he said he already has one like written, basically. But I, but I, from what I heard, he showed it to a couple of people and yeah. it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So maybe it was too crazy. True Romance yeah. is your favorite, hey? He That's needs my favorite to movie of all time. Yeah. He does the Star Trek thing. Pulp Fiction. I like Pulp Fiction. Did Django Unchained? Django Unchained was good. I True like Romance. Like, if I put together a list of my favorite five movies of all time, yeah. True Romance is on that. That's list. crazy. Yeah. yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. This one, I'm not sure. I'm never sure how people are going to react. We're so... Yeah, I actually don't. I think some people will be on the worker's side, and some will be on the city side. I think this one will be divided. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm always surprised at our level of apathy for things. Mm -hmm. Like... But I get triggered by a lot, so I'm always surprised if people aren't as angry about stuff. This one, I don't know where this one's going to fall. So the city of Edmonton... Before we get into it, how do you fall on this? I think they should be paying this. I think they should be paying their own tickets, too. I don't think the city should be paying this, which is us paying it with our tax dollars. Yeah. Um, So the city of Edmonton lost an appeal at the Alberta Labor Relations Board... Um, So basically, the city was saying if a city worker gets a photo radar ticket, they should have to pay the fine. We, the city, should not be paying the fine for for somebody who gets a photo radar ticket. And the Alberta Labor Relations said, no, that's not the case. Uh, They're in a city vehicle. So if they get a, a, a photo radar ticket, the city has to pay the fine on their behalf. The problem I have with it, if you're not responsible enough behind the wheel of a of a company car mm-hmm. and you get a ticket 
and it's like a free pass, what's stopping you from speeding all the time? Well, that was that's the kind of the problem I have with it. That was the city's argument at the at the case was saying um, if if photo radar is about traffic safety, and we're just allowing these people to. Get away with it, not paying a fine. How does that make giving us them a look? free pass? They're not going to correct their How did they unsafe driving. Um, because I guess there is policies in place if you get a fine um, where... Oh, does it impact your job? Yeah, like you can get um, suspended eventually or whatever. And oh, so they were saying by okay. making them pay the fine, you're essentially double um, punishing them. Okay. And so, but since since... 2021 when this came became a thing because before that they had to pay their own fines it just changed a couple years ago um taxpayers have paid almost forty thousand dollars in tickets racked up by city vehicles so in how many years three years 2021 so two years two years i wonder what it was previous to that when they had to pay it yeah if there's was more now i bet you it was half Mm -hmm. half what it is i'm sorry i'm wired like that if somebody told me that I didn't need to be responsible for my own part or my own speeding tickets or parking tickets or photo radar tickets or whatever the hell it was, yeah, do, I I would never like if let's, I go out in a station vehicle and get a photo radar ticket, you have to pay it, and they're like, you have to pay it. I'm not going to argue them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was speeding, and like, yeah, yeah, but it has happened here. It has happened. We got. Um, parking tickets here. I got parking tickets. Yeah, well, I made Jimmy pay. Jimmy had to pay. <laughs> He told us it was okay to park there, and then we were like, hey, True this story. Is a, we're like, this is kind of a learning thing for you, Jimmy. You've never once in your life paid a parking ticket. You've never owned a vehicle or had a driver's license. This is a big learning moment for you. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see, so made him pay. I'm actually glad he's not here to defend it. He's downstairs selling uh, girl, girl guide, guide cookies. 5241 Calgary Trail. Come get your girl guide cookies from Jimmy. You're in the locker room. On 95.7 Cruise FM. We were just talking about whether or not city employees... I wonder, what what do they do in other cities across the country as well? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. But we did get quite Um, a few texts from people about this because um, the city right now has to pay. They lost something, some They lost their fights. Yeah, a ruling at the Alberta Labor Relations. The city was trying to make it so city employees would have to pay their own photo radar tickets. They lost that, so... We will continue paying them. Stacy said the province, if you're, uh, you work for the government of Alberta, you have to pay your own photo radar. Yeah, this, um, is, this is a weird one. I Ro- wonder what's... Roscoe said, speaking as a former city employee, uh, if you are a city employee, you're getting paid by the hour. Why are you speeding and getting caught That's by photo radar? really good <laughs> point. Take your time. Come on. That's, yeah. Uh, that kind of sums it up right yeah. there for me. Like, I, I'm kind of going back and forth on this. Right, but pretty much we we thought it would be maybe divided, but every single text we've gotten has been you know, Troy saying if if they're a bad driver they shouldn't be getting paid paid to drive in the first place. Um, Just because you're a speeder doesn't dr- make you a bad driver. Rainer said the driver <laughs> should always be held responsible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't Michael know. Mark if- saying the worker should pay it. Yeah. The, the problem I have, I think, where I'm struggling with it is I just, I am not a big fan of this city. Right. <laughs> the, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and I know, anyway, we can move on. 
Yeah, but the consensus on text is most people are like workers. Pay- yeah. yeah. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Just had somebody phone and explain the city point of view. I wish we could play their call because yeah, they, they yeah. really broke it down so well. So the, the, the person that called is married to somebody that works in with the city. Mm-hmm. And they kind of explained it and gave, um, yeah. Let's just say there's a case to be made based on my initial assessment where I'm torn on this, mm-hmm. where I'm like, ah, uh, the city sh- city employees should have to pay, but it's this city yeah. and this, <laughs> the, it's a mess. I, you I also know, made a good point. They, when the city pays a photo radar fine, they're essentially just paying themselves back. Yes, that, that yeah. came up as well. I'm back on board on this with the city employees on this one, just based on the conversation we just had. And, and obviously, they, they, they're, they're mandated. They're, they're not allowed to talk to the press. And I know more than a couple of people that work for the city, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a real problem. We, we have, and I don't know if Edmonton is like a lot of other cities, but this, this city, the city council, it is, it's not run well. It, it isn't. No. Um, I, I had a conversation recently with somebody about the changes that needed to happen. And they thought that, you remember, you remember Mike Nichols was screaming about all this stuff? Yeah. Right. And saying that he was going to get in there and, and try to fix things. Uh, there's a bunch of people that don't want things fixed, but it's, it's wildly dysfunctional. And it's it's um yeah, and we're paying the price for it mm-hmm. from from how they make decisions, and it just it's very complicated. <laughs> it's not run well. There needs to be changes. When's the next election? I have no idea. You got to get not engaged. For a while. Voters really need to get engaged. We, we need to put people in in um, in seats of power that are going to actually impact change. The one thing I will say about this city council, this one, is they seem to have, like, old Don Weinerson mm-hmm. let a lot of things go. Like, he didn't want to deal with some bigger projects. Yeah. At least Mayor Sorry is dealing with some bigger projects. Getting some stuff done. He's yeah. getting some stuff done. He's um, he's not focusing on the day-to-day stuff, like the, the, the wild level of bureaucracy mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh, but... Rexall, like, why didn't you start tearing that down? Yeah, they just let it they, sit there. They just let it sit there. Uh, the Horlack Park thing, Horlack we found Park. it yesterday. That, that's a bridge. 25-year project that, that got postponed and bumped. So at least we're getting some of these bigger projects. But, man, they got lots of... Pro- Every time I talk to somebody from the city, it's another level of bullshit. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Bag Milk, how you doing, my friend? Good morning. Doing well. Don't let me forget to bring up the uh, Oilers Nation 15th birthday bash coming up here in just a bit. I was going to say, have you recovered even yet from Toronto? (laughs) I'm still, you know what, I'm running on five and six cylinders, so I feel by the weekend I'll be back and ready to go. (laughs) So here's my question. Do we want to have a conversation about the Leafs game, or do we just want to forget it and move on (laughs) and focus on the fact that they had a pretty decent win at home last night over the Sens? Listen, here's the thing. I like Hall and Oates, but in that environment, 
when the Oilers allowed that many goals in the second period, yeah. I didn't want to hear it anymore. So <laughs> we were we were in a suite in Toronto, and I ended up just I went to the buffet, man. I just was piling back steaks. I would call them sympathy steaks. We were eating everything in sight, just crushing <laughs> drinks to try and get as much value out of that thing as we could. But yeah, Saturday was a tough one. So to the Oilers' credit, I was hoping that they were going to come out a little bit, you know, a little bit salty last night against the Senators. The Sens had struggled recently. They were playing their third string goalie. So I was really hopeful that the Oilers would go into that game with a chip on the shoulders. Nice to see that they came out with a 6-3 win. The big boys came out to play last night and they cashed in a big one. Um, Connor McDavid uh, introducing Nickelback into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame the other night. It was nice to hear him talk about how much he loves playing in Edmonton and everything else, yeah. but were you surprised that his favorite band is Nickelback? <laughs> I was surprised about uh, a lot of things with that. I um, It made perfect sense to me that he would go, he would be the one to present Nickelback. He's a star. The Junos were in Edmonton. I, I don't know that I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know what he's... uh, I'll defend it. And not that I feel like I need to, because I like Nickelback. Nickelback is what it is, right? But I had this conversation um, yesterday on on the podcast that I do in the afternoon. There is an unnecessary amount of hatred for Nickelback based on what they are. They are what they are. They've never tried to be anything other than what they are. So the amount of hate that we throw at them as Canadians is unbalanced and doesn't (laughs) make a lot of sense, right? But there's been a shift. So Grant's age group, millennials and you, there is a huge hatred, and it became kind of cool to hate on Nickelback. But I think you guys went too far, and now what you've done is you've <laughs> swung the pendulum the other way. So people coming up, like my daughter and her age group, which is right around McDavid's age group, they love Nickelback. My daughter has a Nickelback t-shirt. If they go to Toronto, she's going to go to that show. And she doesn't care. She's she also doesn't... going to the Thomas Rhett show, though. I get that. <laughs> Do you want to, I've never been want to bring up some been. of her other shows she's been to? I slowly die inside when you tell me, when, when you remind me about my country music fan daughter. It kills me. But the point being yeah. is, I think that age group doesn't care about liking Nickelback and hating getting the hate back about liking Nickelback. I just don't think they care. You're 100% right. I've never been a guy that hated Nickelback. They're not my jam, but like they've got some big tunes. Like when yeah. they played Rockstar on the Junos, I was into it. I loved it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I just thought it was it was like, well, if, you know, if Bieber was getting an Icon Award or whatever it was, would Connor have said Bieber's my favorite artist? I get it. I'm giving him the award. I would not be surprised uh, though if Connor is a Nickelback fan. I wouldn't be surprised either. I just don't know that. Well, I was surprised by it. I don't I know if the water job. I don't know if the waters run deep on his music tastes, right? <laughs> Very yeah. well could be. I like, have no idea. To be like, I don't think he goes home and listens to Radiohead. Yeah. Right? Because we, when we had Evander Kane on our podcast a little while ago, we asked who ran the music in the dressing room, and it's Darnell Nurse. So it just kind of goes through Darnell Nurse's taste. So Because well, he he's, he's a was. DJ. Yeah. He wants to be a DJ. I know uh, Chad has actually like, taught him DJ and stuff at some of the weather parties. and Chef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my favorite goal last night, and I just want I want to see if you're on board with this, was that Ekholm uh, Bugstad goal, the hookup at the end of the second. That oh, was beautiful. beautiful. 
Yeah, I think the thing, too, that, well, there's a lot to like about it. The finish by Bukestad was really, really nice. The pass by Ekholm to get him in alone was fantastic. The thing that stuck out for me on that goal was, Juan Bukestad, he's got some finish, boy, and he's a giant dude. Yes! I don't know that we really expected Matthias Ekholm to be able to move the puck as well as he has. He's been really solid in a lot of different ways. And I don't know that we expected him to be able to pass and move it out and have just like the offensive instincts that he does. He's not as offensive as Tyson Berry. No one's going to suggest that, but I think he's a little bit better than maybe we expected him to be. Well, you know what I find with, with Matthias, uh, the beard, bearded wonder is Mm. he's, he's cagey. Does that make sense? Like when you get him in in a tight spot, he finds creative ways of getting the puck away and back on his stick. Yes. Yes. That's what I find interesting for for me because he doesn't he, you're right, he doesn't look like a naturally skilled offensive player, but you put him in a situation where he's got to dangle and move around and manipulate a tight tight corners, tight situation. He he's really creative with the puck. Anyway, that's he's re- just he's an observation. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I know it's only been a handful of games. It's I a love small it. sample size, and the nerds will go, it's only been seven, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I love this dude. He's fantastic. Yes. We still don't know where he fits in on the Swedish All-Abs team that we put together every year. We haven't seen the Tarps <laughs> Off picture of him yet, but I can only imagine with a beard like that. Come on. <laughs> um, Shark, uh, sorry, stars tomorrow night and then the Kraken on Saturday, and you guys will be watching that game. Yep. An afternoon matinee game at the Pint. You still got some tickets left for the, the birthday bash? 15th birthday for Weathers Nation. I can't believe it's been Crazy. 15 years already. But yeah, we got a handful of tickets. So doors open at noon on Saturday. We're raising some money for free play for kids. Uh, so we're going to party for a great cause like we like to do. We're going to have a great time. The game starts at 2. Get there early because uh, it's going to be packed in there. But it's going to be great. And nationgear.ca is where you go. But um, we're running out. We're down to like a dozen tickets or something like that. So these are going to sell out by Saturday for sure. And there won't be tickets at the door. So go to nationgear.ca and scoop them up if you want to come and help us raise a little bit of money for free play for kids. And have a great time while we're at it. By the way, one more thing, but quickly before we let you go. Hyman, do we know what's wrong with him? Just bug? Flu? No, I have no idea. I was really surprised to see that he wasn't uh, that he wasn't playing last night. So there hasn't been any news. He was just a last minute scratch. So hopefully it's nothing major because that would be obviously a huge hole. He's a major part of this team. I'll give you a bit of a heads up on this. You may be getting a, a nice surprise at the Oilers Nation 15th birthday bash at the Pint on Saturday. <laughs> you can't may, wait. You may be getting that's a visit. Ominous. You may that's be getting not ominous at all. <laughs> you may be getting a visit from Peter the Leper. Peter. Slap me. Uh, it, it is. Well, I'm really curious. Our Grant, our boy Rick, it's his birthday and St. Oh, Patrick's Day boy. on the Friday. So oh. he's going to look like. Uh, he, I'm going to. I'm worried about the state of him on Saturday. Yeah, he's going to need a visit from Peter. <laughs> All right. There you go. You have a good day. Thank you for your time. As always, Bag Milk, Oilers Nation. Thanks. Thanks, boys. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Not the kind of threesome you would wish for, but it's probably going to be the only threesome you'll ever get. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.